Hi, this is Paul Butler. I'm the Senior Pastor of New Heart Baptist Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We hope that this podcast will be a great blessing to you and encourage your life. love everything that he's given us, and we're going to talk about that this morning. We're going to be, uh, in the next few weeks and um, throughout this year, we're going to be looking at this idea of being devoted together. And that, that phrase comes out of Acts chapter 2, at the end of Acts chapter 2, where you've got this summary of what the church over the first six, seven, eight years of the church life was like. And they were devoted to different things, but we're going to explore that. And <clears throat> what's really interesting is um, we're going to explore this idea of unity, because this word unity is actually expressed in multiple different ways. Um, being one mind, one heart, one soul, together, fellowship, koinonia. There's so many ways that the, the New Testament talks about that. And today we're going to, to read a passage where Jesus is, uh, they call it Jesus' great high priestly prayer in, in John chapter 17. Um, but this week I, I've been thinking about the fact that, you know, uh, over the last, I don't know how many years, uh, we, the world itself is embroiled in so many uh, disagreements, so many disputes, so many controversies, so many arguments. This week uh, we had uh, everything hit the fan over City Point's um, contract that they sent out to parents. And while as a Christian organisation, um, what they were trying to do, I believe, is as they were trying to actually uh, look ahead to what was coming. And so we need to articulate what we believe in. Uh, but in doing so, uh, the world said, you can't say that. That's just hate. And rather than actually, well, we as Christians, I, I realise that what I think we have to get hold of the, that some of the things that, that God's design, God's will, um, that he reveals in scriptures, that he's revealed through his son, Jesus. Jesus said, they will hate you because you love me. Because of me, they will hate you. And um, Jesus made it very clear, and the New Testament writers made it very clear that in the last days, people would hate good. Um, they would say that, that what we believe, um, so sex and sexuality, um, uh, what the Bible talks about there, um, is now considered to be archaic, even to the point of being hate and intolerant. And, and, and yet, Monogamy, the, that sex between a man and a woman or a covenant relationship is no longer considered the only way. And yet the Bible talks about Jesus being the only way. So we are living in a world where, uh, where we have constant disagreements and disputes and controversies, not just about the things that I've just referred to, but there's a constant drama going on. The, the press and the news and the media look for controversy. So today... I want to talk to, to us about what we're devoted together, what actually brings us together. And um, you see, the devil's devices are that uh, he wants to distract us. He wants this, the church to be disabled and destroyed. And he does that um, through these arguments, divisions, distractions. He wants us to keep being like the world, which is constantly at enmity with itself, constantly divided and breaking down and um, one against another. Um, and he wants that to happen in the church. Um, unity is not actually what they call uniformity, where we all think the same thing. Unity is about having this common 
common agreement about the core most important things. And we're going to look at three things this morning um, that talk about what we are devoted together as a church. We are united by three key things, I believe. The good news that we all are transformed by. Second of all, we're united by one blood, what Jesus did on the cross and the blood that we share with our Father in heaven. And three, we have a united calling and purpose. There is a purpose that God's transforming power and the one blood brought into his family has given us a calling and a purpose. And we're going to look at that. So let's just read uh, John 17. But before we do, let's just pray together. Our Father, we just come to you as we um, come to a prayer um, that was recorded that Jesus did in the garden. And Lord, I just love this prayer. I love that, that the disciples captured this intimate moment with you. And we come and we ask, Lord, that again, you would inspire us with your word. Spirit, would you breathe afresh on this word? Would your scriptures, which are good for our correction, our teaching, and Lord, for building us up, in the faith, Lord, we pray that as we read your words to your Father, Jesus, Lord, that we would capture your heart and, Lord, that we would get a picture of what it is to be united, uh, what it is to be devoted together. We ask this in Jesus' name. This is the words of Jesus. And uh, I, I just picture this in the garden. Um, probably this is recorded by John, so... I think Peter, James and John were called to be close enough to Jesus. I know that, that, um, that Peter, James and John and the disciples were found asleep, but they mustn't have been asleep during this part of Jesus' time in the garden because they recorded, John recorded this. And these are the words of Jesus. And he says to his father, as you sent me into the world, the, world, the Greek word there is a apostle. As you apostled me into the world, I have apostled them into the world. The word sent is a word apostle. As you sent me into the world, I've sent them, talking about his disciples, into the world. For them I sanctified, that word is to set apart myself, that they too may be truly set apart. The, the word sanctify is to make holy, to set apart, to perfect. My prayer is not for them alone. And I love this part of the prayer. There's the, the part of the prayer that we're not reading this morning. But my prayer is not for them alone. Um, these 12 that are with him but he says i pray for those who will believe in me through their message that's us and the generations ever since those 12 oh, i love the fact that jesus was looking ahead and he he was looking and thinking about all of us that all of them that's us may be one father just as you and me and i am in you may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we as one. So this, is, this message of oneness is very important to Jesus. I and them and you and me. So it reminds me of what Jesus talked about. Uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. And he talks about being in me, remain in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity complete unity this oneness with god that we'd have the mind of jesus together that we would we would not be thinking separate independently autonomously individually but we would have this unity that comes where we have this oneness but it's coming through the father son and holy spirit 
then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world. Jesus existed before the world created. He spoke the world into being. Righteous, holy, set apart, Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I've made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love that you have for me may be in them and that I may, my, myself may be in them. Just love that prayer. Is so many beautiful things. But I think the, 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 part, the, the first part that we need to understand is that we are united by Jesus, the good news about Jesus. Uh, I, I love what, how Paul wrote to Timothy and he talks about the gospel he preaches is that descended or born of the, uh, descended from uh, David, dead and risen again. This is the gospel I preach. It's the simplest description of the gospel. Uh, it's this, this gospel that uh, transforms us, that unites us. It's, it, I wouldn't be here with you this morning um, sharing uh, this word with you if it wasn't for the good news uh, that Jesus lived, died and rose again. This belief that we hold brings us together. I like what Jesus said in the first part of his prayer, which I didn't read. But he said this, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. Jesus, his whole life was dedicated to bringing uh, a bright light upon his father so, and to reveal his father. For you granted him, speaking of the, the son, authority over all people. That reminds me of Matthew um, 28, 18, where Jesus said, All authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, which is a depiction of Daniel 7, where um, the Son of Man is described as being given all authority, and his reign shall have no end. For you have granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those he has given him. Now, this eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent, this is the good news. The good news is that Jesus was sent, the only true God, the, the one, the holder of eternal life, and he lived and he died and he rose again. This is, this is what unites us. This is the first thing, this, this fact, this thing that we believe. Jesus said, when you believe this, then you were born again. We, we actually start a fresh life, and that leads us to the second thing that unites us, we are united by one blood. Uh, we are born again. We are born of water and the flesh, and, uh, water and blood. And this blood is, it's like, um, you know, the, the, blood, the blood type of each child is, comes from your blood goes determined by your father, apparently. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but the, the fact is, is that we share one blood. It comes through the blood of Jesus, his sacrifice on the cross. And, but it's this father that his father becomes we 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 become adopted into god's family god becomes our father jesus is our brother and we have this one blood this one blood that was shed for us on the cross becomes our unity 
the fact that we are family, the fact that, that we are brothers and sisters, that we are called children of God, how much the Father has lavished his love on us that we should be called children of God, 1 John 3. And um, this unity is a beautiful thing that we are called family. I love my Greek friends who always say to me, Paul, everything, it's all about family. Um, you talk to Mediterranean, you talk to um, people from Asia, it's all about family. Uh, family is so important and it's this, this the fact that we have been born again into a family through Jesus and the good news and now we have this one father. This unites us. The second thing Paul talks about, he describes this um, as, as coming into being born, uh, being baptized into one body. And in 1 Corinthians 12, he unpacks what that body looks like. It's one body, but many different parts, many different parts of a body, the heart, the fingers, the hand, the feet, the toes, the legs. All of us are a part of one body. We're all different. We have a different function. We have different gifts. And God has made us uniquely to contribute to the whole. And he says, together you can do what I call you to do. Uh, we are called his temple, his home, the dwelling place of God. In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus talks about uh, that he would build his church. Jesus is the cornerstone upon which the church is built. And in 1 Peter 2, 5, he says that we, the body, are living stones built together so that we would be this dwelling place for God. You know, um, buildings itself are not the church. We are the church. We come to buildings because that's how humans seem to congregate. But you can congregate under a tree. Our, our group at, at our startup church at New Farm meets under a tree. There's no building there, but their unity, that the home is the hearts of those who are children and brothers and sisters coming together to celebrate the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. They are family. And finally, Jesus in John 15 talked about the fact that he, there is one vine but many branches. I am the vine, you are the branches, talking to his disciples. And each branch grows and bears fruit. And, and that's what we are called to do. I, I wish that you would bear fruit, much fruit, Jesus said of his disciples. So first of all, we are united by the good news that actually makes, brings us together. We, we share one good news. We share one blood, one father, one savior, one spirit. We are one family. We are one body. We are one home. We are one vine. And finally, we are united by one great commission. In verse 18, Jesus talks about the Father. As, I, as you have sent me, I have sent them. We've been sent. And that reflects, remember, this prayer was prayed before the Great Commission, which was uh, uh, 40 or so days later. And, and Jesus has already been preparing his disciples. Mark 3, we, we know that he chose them and set them apart as apostles, as sent ones, that they might go and preach the good news. And he was preparing them for that. And you know what? When the Spirit was poured out on the church, it was so that we would all become witnesses, that we would have the power of God to do that. So we are united by one Spirit. His presence fills us, but we are also united by one power and one purpose, which is that we're all being given the Spirit in order to be sent to go into the world and to share the good news, to baptize those that believe, and to help those who are believing 
to obey Jesus' commands and then go and do the same, to make disciples. You see, Jesus did this. He, he, he brought about this united by one great commission um, that the world might believe. We we're given this thing, not just so that you and I could believe by ourselves. In fact, in this passage, he says, Father, I do not just pray for them, the 12, but I pray for the ones who will believe through the hearing of this message. This this, this group of people were hearing this prayer and they knew that their job was not just to keep this great message for themselves, but they had been sent. They were prepared to be sent and every generation of disciples is being prepared to be sent to go to share the good news of Jesus. He's lived, he's, he lived, he died, he rose again and believing in him, there is forgiveness of sins and eternal life. That's the good news that we are called to share at the basics and then we're called to teach everybody all the commands that Jesus commanded. That they may believe, but here's the bottom line that they may know the great love of God that is shared between the Father and the Son that he shares with us. And then we get to tell that, just like we heard in our RI video, that people might know how much God loves them. We're united by this great commission that's, that is because of God's great love that he sent his only Son. And this great love it's the thing that, that caused Jesus to lay down his life. It was the great love that caused the Father to send his Son into the world. And so we are united together by these three things. We're, we're united by the fact that we've been transformed by the good news of Jesus. We're united by the fact that we're united by one blood. And we're united by the fact that we've been given a calling and a purpose and we've been sent together. Not just one or two, but all of us have been sent together with this great commission so that all might know, that all might believe, and all might be transformed, and all might know the love of the Father, and they might take their place in God's plan for the world. So I just was thinking about this this week and, and, and thinking how much I love being part of the body of Christ, how I, I love being part of you. I love sharing, being part, uh, I, the fact that we share our stories of how God changed our life. I love the fact that we can call each other brother and sister and that we have the one Father in heaven. I love the fact that we have this one calling. You know, there are many things that could divide us. There are many things that we can argue. And Paul to Timothy, when he's writing his last letter, just encouraged Timothy, please do not Get involved in ceaseless arguments and endless controversies and disputes. Instead, keep preaching the gospel. Keep teaching the things about Jesus. Can I just encourage us during these days when the world is always in seeking to, to, to bring up fresh controversies and fresh arguments and to highlight those, the church can get involved in those arguments. But listen, what happens... Here's a question for you to take to your breakout rooms. What happens if we spent more of our time talking about what unites us, what God has brought us together for? The fact that what God has done in my life to save me. The fact that God has brought me into this beautiful family that I am united with people who share the same father, who share the same heart and blood, and that share the same purpose and calling in life. Surely, if we spent more time doing those things, what would happen to the world around us? What would happen to the people that we connect with who need to hear 
that there is a better way. Would you talk about this passage, talk about what you get out of John 17 with one another and pray for the unity of our church. Pray that we would grow in our devotion together to these things. Thanks.